This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Thursday, September 19th, 2019. My guest is Matt Miller of ZDNet. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hi, Miriam. I'm doing great. Thank you. Yay. And you know what is today? It was May 30 launch day. That's right. Early this morning. I don't think other than a few US media that happened to be near there and, you know, were extending an invitation uh, by going on their own dime. I don't think any of us went, which is... Not anybody that I have heard of yet. No. Yeah. Which is obviously, you know, the result of all the madness that's been going on between uh, Huawei and the U.S. government in the last year. But I'm bummed because I'm a huge fan of their phones, especially the imaging side. And so I want to talk about these devices, but I also kind of want to talk about how odd it's been to finally bump into the wall. And the wall being, (laughs) we have a device here that we can't, that is not legally importable, you know, and is not able to run GMS, Google, uh, Google Play services and all the Google apps. Right, right. So what do you think? I mean, you saw the, you saw the specs. Like if, if you look at it in a vacuum, this phone is mm-hmm, awesome, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the one question I had for you, especially, you know, being with your uh, photography background, you know, I, I bought the, uh, the P30 Pro and I, and I right. love that phone. Um, I was expecting to see the same kind of, zoom technology in the mate 30 but we don't have that right unless i miss something uh no it looks like uh i have to check the specs but it looks like they might have just limited the zoom to a regular three times um, yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. but you know the the mate 30 is not their imaging flagship right so right. the mate 30 is their their think of it like galaxy s10 versus note 10 right the the mate series is like the note it's like the everything in the kitchen sink productivity monster so, yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't yeah, know what that yeah. means exactly. I, what I have here in front of me are some specs, and it looks like the Mate 30 Pro uh, just improves on the wide angle this time with a 40-megapixel sensor right, right. and a really fast aperture of f1.8. But the, the, uh, it looks like they didn't want to step on the toes of the P30 Pro because it's a 40-megapixel main camera on either the Mate 30 and Mate 30 Pro. And... Uh, it's probably the same red, yellow, yellow, blue oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, sensor that we saw before, which is really great in low light. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great sensor. But notice the f-stop's f1.8. I don't know if the, f, uh, the Mate 30 Pro has a faster f-stop, but the f-stop on the P30 Pro is f1.6, I think. Right. And also, right. the if you compare the P30 to the P30 Pro, other than the f-stop being different, they have the same main sensor, but the f-stop is different, and they wanna have, one has OIS, the Pro. The other one doesn't. So I'm wondering if it's the same here. Like, I, I need to dig around and see if there's more information out there. So mm. This is literally, I've only looked in the last hour and I haven't really yeah. been able yeah. to kind of dig in too deeply. But right. the question, the big question is, does the Mate 30 Pro have a faster aperture and an OIS um, a mechanism for mm-hmm. the main camera? But we know for a fact that they've bumped the ultra-wide to potentially the same 40 megapixel sensor as the main sensor with a pretty fast 1.8 aperture, which should make for some pretty dramatic low-light, ultra-wide shots. Yeah, and I saw some so, initial stuff on Twitter showing a side-by-side with that that 
kind of blew me away. And I, 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 like you, I've only had about an hour to process some of this stuff. So I haven't really had the chance to really dive into the details, but. Um, um, I found a slide from the presentation that shows the Mate 30 Pro. So yeah, it looks like the, yeah, it looks like, so yeah. Okay. The main camera is f of 1.6 OIS 40 megapixel R Y Y B. The ultra wide is 40 megapixel f of 1.8. And then the telephoto is the three times optical eight megapixel f of 2.4 with OIS. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the same as the P30 non-pro and the Mate 20 Pro was last year. Gotcha. But it has an extra sensor for depth. It has a, well, kind of like mm -hmm. the P30 Pro has a, has a depth sensor, a, a time of flight camera. Right. This has a dedicated camera flight. But the big news is that you can, if you set video recording to 720p, you can now do slow motion at some a ridiculous frame rate, like 70,000 frames per second or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did I see that? And yeah, 7,680 like, 7, frames per no, second. I was yeah. saying 17,000. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 7,680. Right. That's a lot. I'll have to catch back up on the cover on the uh, live event because they, they mentioned that it showed a uh, hummingbird in flight, which would be interesting to see that with that uh, lens. So. so, yeah, I think uh, I just brought up a slide with the, um, the specs for the Mate 30 non-pro. And yes, it's f 1.8, no OIS on the main sensor. So they're, they're doing the same thing as they did with the P30, P30 Pro. And then the telephoto is the same, but the ultra wide is the old one, the 16 megapixel f over 2.2. Old, but it's sad to say old because it's on the P30 Pro and the P30 and the Mate 20 Pro. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's interesting actually how they put a um, flash on there that looks like a xenon, but it's not a xenon. Like it looks like, uh, you know, it's like an <laughs> elongated uh, right. oblong shape. I mean, who uses flashes on their photos these days? I know. Very, I, very I, think, I think Steve was probably hoping there'd be a xenon on there. Of course he was. <laughs> that's probably where this rumor started. Yeah, ah, right. Steve. I just had him on the show about three shows ago and we kind of went over all the state of the art of cameras. So yeah, I've gone to the point of turning the flash off all the time. I told my wife, just turn the flash off. You'll get much better photos. Now of course. About that, you know, especially oh, with night mode I and mean, everything else. So, people just yeah. don't listen to us. That's all. And yeah. then you have, you know, did you see the big controversy of the day? Uh, oh. Brian Chen at the New York Times telling people they shouldn't upgrade to their iPhone soon, iPhone 11, uh, unless their phone is older than 2014. <laughs> and that if they want better low light, they should just turn on their flash. Worst oh, advice man. of all time. <laughs> and all, why would you write this in an iPhone 11 review? Like you are writing a review of a phone. Why don't you make a separate article that say, maybe yes, you shouldn't right. upgrade because X, Y, Z. And that's a fair thing to say, even though I still don't agree on the flash thing. Right. Like, right. come on, an iPhone 6 or 6S or 7 is going to perform as well as an iPhone 11 with, with the flash turned on all of a sudden? Please. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that's an aside because I just saw that and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Um, but other than the specs, Kirin 990, we expected that yeah, since it was right. announced at IFA. Mm -hmm. It looks like the Pro, the Mate 20 Pro is really square, kind of like a Note 10, a Note 10 Plus. Yeah. And I love the, actually, to be honest with you, I love this industrial design with the round pod uh, that's really large. It kind of reminds me of the Lumia 1020. But exactly. I think- Exactly, that's the first thing I thought of because that thing is huge. I mean, it's definitely- a but it has I four cameras it. in it, so I mean, yeah, it's allowed yeah. to be huge. But you know, you, we saw the, the OnePlus posted photos of the 7T, and and it looks like a very similar. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 cameras are not laid out the same in the circle, but right, it's got right. that big black 
circular back thing and we'll talk about that in a minute and it's we'll talk Motor about the Motorola iphone 11. To it too. yeah well motor but motor's never been that big like this is we're yeah. talking two inches around here or something <laughs> that's big yeah um whatever what else stood out for you for me one of the things that really stood out was that the mate 20 pro i think at least only the the pro has no volume button and has that waterfall screen, very extreme waterfall screen, like really wrapping around the edges. And like the and the NEX3, the next three from Vivo, that was also a phone we're going to talk about, it has virtual volume buttons. They're basically, you're tapping the screen where there's little icons for the volume keys, which is really weird. Yeah, I didn't see that about the volume, but I did see the waterfall screen. And I I've gone to the I've gone the opposite way, you know. As Samsung moved more and more to having more and more curvature, I I, I don't personally like it. Do, I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, you know, it it has good looks, but functionality wise, it's never satisfied me. I I have accidental screen presses, or even if not, I mean, you drop your phone, that's a vulnerable spot, you know. Oh, too. yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's going to be interesting to see how these survive over time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean. You know, I mean, are, are they just trying to be able to market the screen to body ratio is something that, you know? Well, I, I think I, that's I, part of it. But I think it looks like China right now with Oppo and Vivo like spearheading this for the last few months of pushing hard, you know, with prototype uh, type phones that they show off. Uh, they've been pushing hard on two things, right? The um, under display camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and no, I'm not talking about like a hole or a notch, like actually under the OLED it. display. Right. And of course, the complete crazy uh, um, screen to body ratios that are even more than 100% in some cases because they're <laughs> wrapping the screen almost all the way around the edges. And so I accept, I expect Huawei to play in that in that yeah. world, right? Because that's kind of where where the company. I don't. I'm not sure it's beneficial for the end user though. And not just for drops. I mean, I think I'm not very accident prone with my phones. I'm sure it'll survive. But it's just that, you know, the, the Verge's article here clearly states Huawei has ditched the physical volume buttons on the side of the device in favor of a new touch-sensitive solution. Mm. And that, I don't like that. Even if no, it's that, well that, done, that, I don't like it. That requires more user interaction and, you know, messing around with the phone. When I just want to, you know, if I'm listening to headphones or something, I'll just... Either if I don't use the headphones, I'm just pumping up the volume button on the side of the phone, you know? The question is, did they do that on the on the Mate 30 or the 30 Pro only? Mm-hmm. And then there's the 30 RS, right? The Mate 30 RS, which is the Porsche design that, edition yeah. of the Pro, <laughs> which looks much more square and much more like last year's. Uh, by the way, I yeah. got to play with that Mate 20 RS last year. I've always wanted to buy one of those. I just never... <gasps> I, I actually thought about last year's. I'm like, oh, you I'm going to just... it's hard to explain to people why they should spend the money. And yeah. I don't think they should, ultimately, yeah. because, you know, nobody... Most of the people we know don't have that kind of budget. Right, but if right. you have the money, if I was one of those baller type people, I would buy that phone <laughs> in a heartbeat. I played yeah, with absolutely. it. La- so last year, when we did the May 20 launch... They took us to London, right? And mm-hmm. they took us to Silverstone, the racetrack, and we got to drive around Porsches around the around the uh, the smaller track. And uh, it was all part of that, you know, spend a day with the Porsche design Mate 20 RS. And I have to tell you, Matt, this is amazing. And oh, you know, I just realized I had another Matt on the show last week. It was Matt Swider. <laughs> I had two Matts in a row here. But 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 the thing that blew my mind is that I thought it was a you know just a pimped up like you know, beautified leather clad right. uh, Mate right. 20 Pro. And and it was. Functionally, that's what it is. But when you look at the build quality, the fit and finish, the tolerances, it's a whole new level. It's mm. like 
I don't know how to explain it to you. It's like the difference between a OnePlus phone, which is really well made, right? Super right, tight, right. super high end, and like an iPhone 11. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. It's like the iPhone is, a, is in a different league. There's just a little more precision there. And that's kind of what the Mate 20 Pro to the Mate 20 RS felt like. And so I have completely kind of turned around my opinion on these RS phones, even though they're outrageously expensive. But if I had the money, I'd get one in red for sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They're so hot. And, and some of those looks of that, right? So I'm, I, I haven't dove into the details. So they look like there was a couple of vegan leather options for that's the right. Mate 30. Is that that's, actually a leather backed? I guess it's vegan leather. It's like the Tesla. Uh-huh. It's like my Tesla, yeah, you know, yeah. like you. It's you been can, a while since we've had that, though. Well, you, you know? can feel good about yourself then or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just like the feel of the leather finish. You know, it's there, interesting. So. As a car person who's had many cars with leather and now has had, has a car with vegan leather, I honestly don't have any preference like they both feel wonderful to Mm. sit in and touch um what i'm finding though is that the vegan leather is a million times more durable like most of my you know normal cars with leather after 10 20 000 miles you start seeing some you know creases and wear marks in the leather and you know even if you condition you care care of it it's of course it's much better on higher end expensive leather like if you buy a hundred thousand dollar porsche versus like you know a twenty thousand or let's say a thirty five thousand dollar camry with leather the leather quality is going to be hugely different and it's going to wear much uh, sooner on the camry but that vegan leather is just not wearing out at all like it's just not showing any signs of wear it looks as good as it did fifteen thousand miles ago and 14 months ago when i got my model 3 it's pretty impressive so there's something to be said. Maybe vegan leather is the way to go. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. And of course with the but, mates, you know, we see beautiful colors and design finishes yeah. and all that. Kind oh of my stuff God. Yeah. They too, look, so. they look amazing. <laughs> I know. The, uh, the, the other thing is that waterfall displays only on the pro. So it doesn't okay. have that on the regular. It looks like the regular might have a, maybe a less pronounced, like, like more like a, more like the P30 Pro kind of has. P30 Pro has, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Or it might not have it at all. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's like, okay. I can't tell from the photos. Uh, battery size of 45 and 4200 milliamp hours. Obviously, you know, nothing to worry about for battery right. life. We know the Kirin chips are super efficient, so I think mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty interesting. And pricing seems to be high. In line. In, you think it's high? I think it's kind of I mean, in it's line Euros, with what we right? expect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 1190 euros for the Mate 30 Pro. That's a lot. Yeah. I thought that's what the price I think it's the 5G model, though. Oh, that's right. right. It's the 5G. Yeah. So yeah. it's 1099 yeah. And here's my favorite, the Porsche design, 2,095 <laughs> euros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have that kind of money. I'm not getting that one. That's but for sure. 799 for the Mate, 20, Mate 30 base, 8, 8 gig of RAM, 120 gigs is not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would translate if, I mean, if they were to ever sell this in the US, it'd probably be 799 US, right? Right, right. Because euros are always kind of inflated. They're pretty close, yeah. Compared yeah. to us, they include sales tax, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but there's a big question about this whole thing, right? Yeah. It's, that's the problem. It's software. I mean, it doesn't run. They officially said on stage, it doesn't run GMS, Google. Uh, it doesn't have the Google official stamp of approval for the apps and the play services. So what does it mean? Does it mean that if you buy the phone, (laughs) import it, uh, you can then install uh, sideload Google Play mm-hmm. services and upgrade from there and get all your apps and get the app store? Or does it mean that it's just not going to work and you're going to be SOL? Um, right. That's what we're going to, that's why I want to review it. That's what I'm right. really wanting to explore 
Uh, and, you know, we talked about this earlier a little bit, um, I hinted at it at the beginning of the show, and I want to make it clear, like, I think the folks at Huawei are being as, uh, you know, real with us as they can, uh-huh. the U.S. folks, and their PR agencies, I think, are doing a pretty good job at keeping in touch with us, despite the fact that this phone has completely become irrelevant for us politically yeah, and yeah. also accessible, you know, it's not very useful if we can't use Google Play services. Right. Some people might argue that you can live without Google, but you and I will argue that no, right? Yeah. And and I think it's just to be clear for some of the listeners too. I mean, the, there's been talk of Huawei's own proprietary OS and all that, but that's not even this. You know, this is this, this is, is Android 10. Android 10. The MUI right? yeah. 10. And yeah. strangely enough, it's not a fork of Android 10, which is weird because I thought that Google wasn't allowed to supply Android to them and Android is open source, but this is not Aesop Android 10. This is right. Android 10. Is, so I'm like, what? I don't yeah. understand how they yeah. can't get GMS, but they can get Android 10. That's what confused me. And that's what I really want to see people with some hands on and, and see what that's kind of why I want to like. review in it. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, back to the PR folks, again, they're being wonderful. They did invite me to the event. They just said they couldn't cover my travel on like the, the past. So that means that I just couldn't justify going. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping we can get a hands on device to test some stuff out. And right now they're very upfront to say we have have no idea what's going to be happening like right, in terms of right. u.s reviewers getting devices and yeah just being you know, are they allowed to even bring those around here in I, the US exactly to, i think know, they're so. not allowed to import them so yeah. it's it's a challenge and i respect them for that right. but at the same time i wish that we had some better answers and this is this is the beginning of as as i said you know until now, we haven't really felt the effect of this ban and of this, you know, yeah, right. um, entity list um, BS. Mm-hmm. But now we are. This is it. This is the beginning. Like if you know, if this, if it, it turns out we can't do anything to recover uh, Google apps on this phone, that means the P40 next year is going to be completely useless to us. And no, I'm not going to buy a phone or import a phone out of my own money, uh, taking the risk to do that. When I know I can't run Google on it, even if the cameras are totally awesome, I'm sorry, right, folks. Right. It's just not going to happen. Because then you're just it. buying it for the camera. Well, then you might as well just then go out might as well buy a camera, camera. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and, and, and Europe too, right? I mean, Europe's this isn't being sold or advertised no. for being sold. Yeah, because I'm going back to London in a couple of weeks for another business trip. But I mean, that's not going to be helpful because it's not going to be available there either. For me. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, I think we should stop lamenting ourselves, and uh, we hope that <laughs> I'll we get. Hold on to my P30 Pro. Yeah, uh, me too. I <laughs> uh, hope we can get our hands on on the devices at some yeah. point. And uh, there are other announcements I don't want to get into. There was a, uh, a another, another watch. Uh, watch version mm-hmm. two of the yeah. uh, of their uh, custom OS based watch, which was pretty awesome last year. Yeah. I felt yeah. that notifications were, you know, definitely needed a lot of work. But battery life is impressive. And for the kind of things I do with a smartwatch, I don't need something like an, I, an Apple watch. I don't need the level of uh, of like apps and stuff like yeah, that. For right. me, it's just, you know, sleep just tracking, step counting yeah. and and notifications. Um, for that, I thought it was really great. It was basically a lot like a, a, a Huawei band, but mm-hmm. turned like cranked up to a watch size. Yeah. And so this new watch, the Watch 2, whatever it's called. GT, I think. The Watch GT2 or Watch yeah. 2 GT, yeah, is uh, definitely going to be interesting. And this is something we can get our hands on. It doesn't yeah. run yeah. any Google stuff. So, and it works with iPhones and Android phones or mm-hmm. iOS and Android. So it'll be interesting. They also launched a TV and I don't even know. I didn't read that on that. So <laughs> I'm not going to go either. there. Yeah. 
But yeah. Um, so, hey, uh, you wrote a story, and I want to kind of sw- segue into it. Some of it is tongue-in-cheek in that story, of course. But yeah, yeah. the iPhone 11 versus Note 10 Plus story, you know, 11 reasons I'm buying an Apple iPhone 11 versus, instead of a Samsung Note 10. But I'm kind of curious, you know, you know, in every story, there's some truth, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to write a story if it's just, you know, to get, uh, I know you, and you're not going to write a story yeah, just to get page, page, page views, articles, right? So yeah, I'm kind right. of, you know, the iPhone reviews came out. We covered the iPhone extensively with Matt Swider last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we didn't, we only had gotten, had a chance to have hands-on, but not reviews. You saw the reviews, so we should cover them a little bit, but I'm kind of wondering if you can give us the gist of what this story is and how you feel about the Note versus the iPhone. Yeah, I've been a Note user. I think I think it was Note three was the first one I bought, and uh, I have the Note nine. I love the Note nine, and I you know I have a review unit of the Note ten plus, and I I was definitely thinking about you know I'm on the Samsung upgrade program, so it should have been an easy move to just move to the Note ten plus. But ah, uh, you know, the more I use it, I, uh, there's some things about it that uh, that don't grab me like my Note nine did at the time, and and you know. With the price and things like that, you really have to think about what you're going to do with with the next phone. And and so, you know, then I look at the iPhone 10 in my hand, the 10s, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to forget the Note this year and just go for the for the iPhone. And there's there's wow. several reasons, you know. It's the, a big step. It is for me, you know. And and, and most people don't make these choices because they're either in one, you know, they're Android user or an iPhone user. But you know, those of us who write about this stuff, we can jump around all over the place. So. Um, True. There, there's several things. I mean, I, I, I guess there's things on the note that frustrated me so much that might have pushed me more to wanting the iPhone. Like, I cannot stand and I cannot get the stupid under-display ultrasonic fingerprint sensor oh, to, to be reliable for me at all. And then as I an pick aside, up- can I can I tell you this? I got a, a ZT uh, Axon 10 Pro. I'm reviewing it right now ah, for okay. for Geekspin, and the it's a optical fingerprint uh, reader. And mm-hmm. it's probably the best I've used yet, which is amazing because the P30 Pro one is pretty great. And and the OnePlus 7 Pro one was pretty great. Exactly. So yeah. this one seems even better than that. And if you compare that with the Note 10 Plus, I got both phones around the same time. And it's just like, it, it works, the ultrasonic reader, but it's slow and it's just frustrating. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then when you pick up, when I pick up an iPhone XS, I mean, Face ID to me... I mean, it's just, it's flawless. It works every time, all the time for me, you know, and it, I want to see that. And I guess we'll, we'll see something of that, of the Pixel 4 if you talked about, you know, coming up in the future. Yeah. Um, so that, that was one aspect of it, you know, um, I, I as beautiful as the Note 10 Plus is in Aura Glow, mine's <laughs> disgusting magnet. all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's terrible. It's so you know? bad. And, and I can't wait till tomorrow my iPhone 11 Pro arrives. And I, I love that they went with what Google has, right? The matte finish on the glass. And, I, you know, that'll still show fingerprints, of course. But I, I don't know. It's a design element that I like better, right? And, right. Um, um, Are you going to miss the, the, the uh, S Pen? You're obviously, you know, if you're a long time Node user, that's a big deal. It is, but it's not. I, I do use it quite a bit. And that, that that's one thing. If if Apple, you know, with the rumors came, were going to come out with uh, Apple Pencil support, if that would have happened, it would have been an even more obvious move. Right. Um, I do use the S Pen daily, actually, when I'm using my Note 9. But I'm going to keep my Note 9 around if, if okay. I really need right. to use it. So, so I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of that. But okay. it's a secondary thing. You know, it's it's not a requirement. So 
Um, I don't know. There's just, I, and, and, and I know this is going to be probably an, a story that an old story that people don't care about, but apps, I'm telling you, there's, there's still some things that come to iOS first and that just oh get my God, done the apps better on iOS, on iOS is so much better. They are. That's the reality. But for me, the thing that breaks it for me, iOS, mm -hmm. every time I use it, is yeah. the lack of deep integration with Google services at the native level of the of the OS uh, and the share sheets. It's okay. just like sharing on the iPhone makes me want to throw. A, uh, maybe <laughs> it's gonna, maybe it's going to improve on iOS 13. But right now, I have an iPhone 10 with iOS 12, whatever uh -huh. it's the latest. Uh, so it's a two-year-old phone and. Honestly, it's great still, and but the sharing, oh, the sharing. Mm -hmm. I just feel very frustrated that I can't do what I want with the data that's on my phone. And then actually, you know, I, I haven't yet obviously tested out the iPhone 11 Pro yet at all. I've seen some of the re I've seen some of the reviews and things, but I haven't been that impressed with the Samsung camera. You know, I know you've talked in the past about the Note 10 Plus and the camera and things, and it's good. But it's, it's good, not but great. it's not like boom. Yeah. 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 I still feel like I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a pixel person, but and, mm. and of course the P thirty Pro, but these are the two for me. Like I and you know, the reviews, so you know, maybe we can quickly go over this this is the thing. The takeaway from the reviews, I've linked to the versions reviews in my in show notes here, but you guys can pick any reviews you want. Whoever's listening right now, just go to the web and search for Whatever your favorite publication yeah. is, Engadget, you know, ZDNet, you guys don't have the reviews yet. I looked no, at it yet, to yeah. link to. Jason but will the, have it up pretty soon. Yeah, the point is that you'll see that unanimously there is this uh, feeling from people I trust um, that the camera is finally possibly better than the, the Pixel 3. Which, which is um, a funny thing to say because in the past, the iPhones were always better, but then Android caught up and surpassed yeah. them. Yeah, and so I'm a little incredulous here. I feel that maybe it's the honeymoon phase mm -hmm. yeah. and also the fact that there's three cameras, right? Like it makes a whole like three on the Pro and two on the, and that the 11 has the ultra wide as the second, which is the way you want to do it. Like right, it's the right. only second camera you want. I agree with that. I was going to ask you a little bit about that, but I Oh agree. yeah, that's, I'm that's totally right. on board. Yeah. And it's funny that us all, all of us tech journalists are on board on that one yeah. and we <laughs> keep having to explain it to to like normal mobile users uh you know uh was it normobs as yeah. somebody in the uk used to call them i think that Muggles. was uh, yeah anyway i mean look i respect that they don't understand and you know i had a, a discussion with someone at burning man this year about like they, they're pretty tech savvy and they were totally under the impression that the iphone still led the pack for imaging Mm. Uh, and this is before the iPhone 11 announcement. And I was like, no, like I showed him photos I took with my Pixel 3 versus their iPhone 8 or whatever they had. And they're kind of blown away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like this is, this is, this is real. Like this is happening. And they're like, wow, I can't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, you can't just buy the, the hype. You know, it's like, I know you're invested in Apple because you're an iOS user and I get it, but you know, it doesn't always work out. Every year there's change. And so I'm willing to accept that the iPhone is going to be better. I feel that it's going to, going to last till uh, October 15th when the <laughs> Pixel 4 is launched because I'll have two cameras, probably right. an ultra wide and a regular. And I have a feeling that with the super zoom stuff, and what if they put a 48 megapixel IMS 586 sensor in there, mm -hmm. right? See, this is my theory. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see on the October 15th. Because, oh, by the way, officially it's coming October 15th. The Pixel 4 event is going to be in New York. I'll be yeah, there. Right. And, and here's the thing. My theory is this. This is what Google is going to do. They're obviously going to bring 
all the goodness we're used to, plus improve and increase the performance, especially of Night Sight. And I think we're going to see them probably beat the iPhone 11 again. But the way they're going to do it is by having basically two cameras like the 11, an ultra wide and a regular. But I think the regular is going to be built around this incredible sensor that's been around for a while now that the right. OnePlus 7 Pro is using mm -hmm. yeah, called the IMX586 from Sony. It's a 48 megapixel sensor, does pixel binning, quad buyer. So it, it basically two in one, uh, four in one pixels for larger pixel sizes. And so in low light, you can get that four in one, like you, you, you know, you get, you get, incredible performance but in normal light you can now zoom up to 48 megapixels um and do some clever on top of that some clever super zoom stuff that the pixel 3 is doing i think it won't need a telephoto that's yeah, my that's yeah, my hunch yeah, yeah. and because it's going to be ha rely heavily on computational photography so and, and google's already shown see. that that's where yeah. they excel in i mean with a single lens what they could do with computational yeah. photography so let's amazing, see what happens so. but the ultra wide yeah. is necessary and, and i'm glad they're going to have it and yeah. you know we'll we'll see what happens but i'm have you, have you seen on any this. pictures yet from anybody um for night night mode comparisons on the iphone i haven't oh seen yeah it. i have uh, it definitely is it definitely does seem to be at least on par if it's sometimes maybe better and sometimes maybe worse. Okay. Um, but it's fair. It's definitely caught up. It's absolutely a whole different story than the iPhone XS, uh, XR. Were. Okay. Because I know Samsung's tried it and, and, and OnePlus has tried it and nobody has been able to match yet what, uh, what Google has done. P30 is really, uh, Huawei is really the only game in yeah, town right. that can match it. The thing that's interesting is that new sensor that the P30 is using, the 40 megapixel RYYB sensor, is able to do that without activating low, um, night uh, mode like night mode, it, it can yeah. just capture that much data in low light it's kind of insane right um that's what i remember when i first got my p30 pro was like i was taking photos in auto mode that were as good as night sight on the pixel 3 <laughs> so if the camera and the iphone is really as good as what we're seeing here i mean are you have you ever used an iphone as your main device i i have briefly used an iphone 6 plus as my main phone okay. um and it was apple who convinced me to do the switch uh back when i was still in their good graces not that i'm in their bad graces but you know now i'm not as important this right. was back in my engadget yeah. days and i i they told me i said miriam we know you're a big android fan and we respect that but we really think you should take this for a spin uh, as your main phone would you consider doing that and i was like i'll tell you what I will do it for one month. And if it sticks, good for you. Right. Um, but I took it to Mobile Congress. Like, I went crazy. I, I was like, <laughs> let's use this hardcore, right? Yeah. And though I was so glad to go back to Android after a month. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I just, gotcha. it's just, it, again, it's EOS. It wasn't the hardware. Yeah. The hardware right. was great. I love the hardware. Yeah. So that's going to be something for you that if one of these Mate 30s, I mean, you really do need those Google services then. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, honestly, I'm probably going to stick with the Pixels this year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they'll be close to, if not better than the iPhone 11 in terms of imaging. And we'll see. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Mate 30 is bringing too much more that's new to the table here. Oh, that 40 megapixel ultra wide is definitely very interesting, but I don't think that I need that level of quality in my ultra wide shots. So I think I'll stick between the P30 Pro that I still have, I'm upgrading to a Pixel 4 XL, and then you know having um, having whatever else like is around that I have, which is a OnePlus 7 and Pro. I mean, and a, and a, you know Note 10 Plus. I've got I'm, I've got a pretty good set of cameras to play yeah. with. 
And cameras are important to me, but you know, there's some other aspects of these new right. iPhones too, like the the extra four hours of battery life on the on the 11 Pro yeah, and and that's five a big deal. And, and I think they they made the right decision by getting rid of 3D Touch and going yeah. to uh, haptic touch instead. Yeah. Uh, nobody was using it. And <laughs> after after they were talking about that, I actually went back to my 10s and and tried using the 3D Touch. I'm like, ah, I, I don't really care whether it's haptic or 3D. I, I you know. If you're gonna save, if you're gonna save some cost and, you know, some, you know, com- you know, complications and things, fine, get rid of it. You know, it's not gonna bother most people. Yeah, I think for me, it comes down to being an Android user and you being used to long pressing, yeah. right, mm-hmm. on things. It's right. just like I, I'd much rather long press on an iPhone as well. Yeah. It just seems right. more logical than hard pressing. <laughs> yeah. I always find it so weird to use 3D Touch, so I don't use it. <laughs> pressing it a little bit harder. Yeah, know. it doesn't seem like I'd rather like hold on the button and then it you know because it realizes a, a, duration is more intuitive to me than than pressure than pressure exactly yeah so i know it still does pressure with haptic touch like it it basically measures the surface area of the finger so that it can see how hard you press mm-hmm. and that's how it replicates 3d touch but i'd rather just do long long press yeah um but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens uh, with the 11, iPhone 11 versus Pixel 4. But I'm gung-ho. I think it's going to be, they're going to steal that throne back. And yeah. assuming that indeed the 11 is better, I think it's only better because it has three cameras mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, and that the, the Google phone's missing those. But uh, I have to say the night sight looks pretty impressive, the equivalent on the yeah. iPhone. And I think like last year, you know, when the when the 10R did so much better than the other ones, I think now that they dropped at 50 bucks, I think that iPhone 11, this, the base oh model God, is really going to be a big buy. seller. Yeah. I know. I've always recommended iPhones to people because yeah. I think they're great phones, even though they're not for me. But I think this is even better this year. Like yeah. 10R was my darling last year. And this year, $50 less for this thing, go uh. for it. Like, don't even hesitate. Yeah. Like, if you drop your iPhone this year, no matter what, just don't bother just upgrade to an 11 and call yeah. it a day yeah my three my three <laughs> daughters you know with t-mobile they offered uh almost half 350 dollar trade-in on their old iphone 7 so they're all getting very excited to get the 11s tomorrow so. fantastic yeah. wow that's great that's a great deal oh yeah because if you go to swapa you're getting 175 to 200 for those iphone 7s oh, yeah, i mean you can't beat that it. yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, the the other thing that a lot of the reviewers mentioned about the camera, and really the iPhone review is really about the camera. I mean, ultimately, yeah, yeah. there's a little few things like battery life and newer processors, that, but they're ex- to be expected and, and iOS 13 and all that. But I think the camera is a big story. And, you know, clearly the keynote Apple did really highlighted the camera. And the, the other thing that's interesting is the HDR plus mode or whatever, the super HDR mode uh, on, the, on the 11s seems to be another area where it's competing really nicely and some potentially ah. beating beating the the pixel in the sense that it's doing that semantic rendering thing mm-hmm. where it's it's doing machine learning and it's actually be able to isolate faces from backgrounds from sky from whatever uh Huawei's doing that with a p30 on yep, ai right. mode but i don't think they're doing it quite as well as apple and i think google's doing it somewhat but I think that's going to be the big thing uh, in in terms of imaging and their announcement on the 15th, so that they're going to be like showing us an, a next generation of what Apple's just shown us, basically. Right, right. And it's going to be even better. Because you look at the side-by-sides that Neil I took at The Verge uh, of people particularly, and it's actually really amazing how 
um, it exposed everything so mm. so naturally mm-hmm. and perfectly in those eight, all super HDR or whatever Apple calls it versus like the Pixel Pixel was good but not quite as good right. it seemed to me in a lot of shots and now it's possible Neil I only picked the photos that he felt you know were the best showing that yeah and yeah. and you know I. I and I've worked with him. I know him. I respect him. I don't think it's his style to like try to influence us on this stuff. Um, a lot of people think the Verge is Apple fanboys, but I think a lot of people think a lot of people are Apple fanboys. The reality <laughs> Anytime is. Anytime you us, write something, they think you're an Apple fanboy. Yeah, boy, the reality like is, that. those of us who review iPhones uh, have to review the iPhone, have to take into account the iPhone, and have to admit that the iPhone is always a solid choice every yeah, year, yeah, year absolutely. after year. And, you know, it's just a different world. It's mm-hmm. like a parallel silo universe. And, you know, for me, it just doesn't fit, but for so many people, it does. So, yes, of course, we love iPhones, yeah. but I don't think we're necessarily going to tell you it's better than something else if it isn't better than something else. Right. Last year, we all told you the iPhone XS and XR weren't up to the task. They weren't beating the Pixel 2 and 2XL, and then the Pixel 3 and 3XL came along in terms of imaging and cranked things up even further. And so, you know, we didn't lie about that. The, I don't see any reason why these publications would be lying about the 11 beating the Pixel 3 right now. And and it might change. I think yeah. it, again, Pixel 4 is coming. So let's see what happens, yeah. right? It's kind of interesting how we have these two events so close together. I mean, I wonder if there's a benefit for one of them or the other to offset, you know, like six months. So that they- you know, <laughs> I honestly am pretty um, butthurt that <laughs> that Google does their launches in October because yeah, it's yeah. to me it doesn't make any sense to launch a Snapdragon 855 device that's going to have to last an entire year uh, so close to the 665 or whatever yeah, the next generation yeah, that's right. going to be announced when we're in Hawaii in, in Ju- December. Yeah, in Ju- yeah. So I'm like, uh, why? And then, you know, you're going to say, well, maybe they'll ship it with an 8055 plus, right? Yeah, that's no, possible. And that's yeah. only a faster chip. But at the same time, mm, it's, yeah. it's vexing to me because the 3A would be like the time that the 3A was announced, Google I.O., it would make sense to announce a pixel then to me. Yeah. That's right. my opinion. Right. But and then do the three in the fall, you know? Yeah. Perfect for the holidays. That's the reduced and it's price. A, and one. it's a perfect way to, you know, offset the iPhone that's always going to be a premium price with a affordable Google. I think it's perfect timing for that. You know? I mean the three is such a great phone. I uh um noticed that with the iPhone the Android ten upgrade that I received recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the camera app got updated and it lost uh, the ability to set the white balance manually, uh, which I do for video recording. Right. So yeah. I do my videos, all my and unboxing videos you watch on my YouTube channel are done with typically with my Pixel 3 XL, and I I force the white balance to whatever I feel is closest to real, because I don't want as I'm moving the phone around. And showing more white and less white, the white balance to adjust automatically, yeah, right? Because yeah. it makes the video look crappy. And right. if I had, um, if I could set the exposure manually, I would do it too. That that is something I can't do, unfortunately, because sometimes screens are too bright or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, long story short, um, I decided, hey, uh, they removed that feature from the camera. There's no longer a manual mode for the uh, for the white balance. So I was like, why don't I pull out my 3A, which I haven't updated yet and uh, use that to record my, my videos. And I did. And so um, I was like, it's my first time using the 3A for you know the stuff I normally do with 3XL. And honestly, I didn't notice any difference. And as a bonus, I had a headphone jack to plug my lav ah, mic yeah, into. Right. I didn't have to use an adapter for my lav mic. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. 
So yeah, so that's kind of like um, where things are at. I like your approach, um, though. I think I should take your advice. I like that approach for uh, for launch schedules. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna do it. I know, but, I know, but you know, I mean, what, they makes, a lot, makes a lot of sense. But speaking of other events, you know, like you you were saying, like the iPhone and the Pixel are so close to each other. Strangely, this year, you know, like this is the time of year we usually call phone apocalypse, where everybody's <laughs> racing to launch something to compete with Apple. Right. Uh, it's very strange this year because last year phone apocalypse lasts well into November. Um, because we got the, the one plus, uh, 6T, I think in late October, early November. Mm -hmm. And then the mate 20 was in, uh, I want to say late October or something. So, so this year, here we are, right? iPhone came out on, well, it was announced on, on the uh, 10th and then we got the, um, mate 30 on the 19th. And then we've got the one plus seven T, um, you Next know, week. event or whatever mm-hmm. live stream on the 26th. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting the Pixel 4 on October 15th. The yeah. question is, <laughs> will we be done in one month? Will it just be, you know, it used to be a Techtober phone apocalypse. Now it seems like more like Tech September phone apocalypse. Right. Everything yeah. seems to be happening much sooner after IFA. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because we'll the see. note I, used to be an IFA event that got moved forward to that earlier got moved in August. Forward, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. What is your take on what we've seen of the OnePlus 7T so far? There have been leaks made, of course, but the, the OnePlus has actually come right out and shown us the They've design. They've shown some stuff, yeah, right, yeah. So I, are you excited a, about this one? Well, it's interesting because from what I heard, and I don't know if it's been official at all, but the, the talk is that the the regular one, you know, we, being phone geeks, we always get excited about the highest end one, but I heard that the the entry-level one of the 70s would be North American, but we wouldn't see the pro version of this. Um, so it's swapped around this time. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why that is. Maybe because they're, they're, maybe they're going to announce a bunch of deals with other carriers. There's well, rumors that it's coming to Verizon. I've heard that too. And that, that makes sense to me if that's the case, because I think, you know, having that T-Mobile carrier launch with the 60 last year was a big deal for OnePlus. And I, mm. um, you know, when I went to the T-Mobile store, I actually bought one in the T-Mobile store. I have it on the, the little plan that they have and all that. And it was doing very well for them. And I mean, it know. was fantastic. Oh, it was, yeah. uh, this was like a, a big step forward in maturity for the company, right? Absolutely. And and look at what they've done since then. But I think it's interesting because I have a feeling that the reason we don't, we're not going to get the Pro is because we don't need to. Because it's going to be, the 70 is going to have three cameras. It looks mm-hmm. like it from the from the photos, is rumors it's going to have a 90 hertz display. At that point, the only thing it's losing is something we arguably don't want, which is the <laughs> pop-up camera, yeah. right? Like we're getting a teardrop camera instead, and I'm perfectly okay with that. If you look, it's basically the P30 Pro is a, yeah, is a teardrop yeah. camera. Yeah. So, and you know, for in terms of costs and, you know, if you're going to be playing and, and, and meddling with the operators, carriers worldwide, you'd probably want to go for something a little more affordable. So yeah. I'm I'm on board. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I do you know? really like, I, I, I've been using the 7 Pro for the last month. I, I commute on a train daily for a, a couple hours round trip, but I've been using the 7 Pro for watching video because with that pop-up uh, front-facing camera, I mean, I, I have the best video experience ever, you know, on that screen. Yeah. And I'm just, sure. I, have a, I have a case that has a kickstand to it and, 
I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of not because I never I rarely use my front facing camera anyway. So I'm perfectly fine with having a pop up that just sits hidden. You know, yep. most of the time. Yep. So. No, I don't mind it. I'm just saying that this adds complication yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. failure modes to the device. Well, especially when you're doing carrier launches, you want to reduce anything that the person's going to have back the carrier with a broken thing, this and exactly. this or whatever. So, yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens. I think we're going to hear more than, I mean, it's pretty clear what the what we can expect from the OnePlus 70, 855 Plus, mm-hmm. three cameras that are probably identical to what's on the 7 Pro. Teardrop notch, no pop-up camera, and 90 hertz display, and right. probably a pretty large battery. So the best of both of all the worlds, I guess. And, and that 90 hertz display is, is a is a great thing to have. I mean that that that's that was you know I I finished my Note 10 kind of conversation, but some of what take take me to not purchasing the Note 10 was the OnePlus 7 Pro. I mean, I'm like I know. this thing is. Such so a nice user performance and everything else, you know. I'm like Samsung, come on, you know. And so. you know, as a bonus, if the 70 is slightly smaller screen size, uh, like the seven was versus the mm-hmm. pro, then because the pro is a massive phone in hand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm thinking this might be the the ultimate one plus when we get it on the 26. So right. I'm excited about yeah, it. I think yeah. it's going to be cool. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. The, the honestly, the design looks great to me. I like this design we saw on the Mate 30 as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it's smart and clever, and you know all that jazz. So Although we'll I just got happens. my just got my new Moment case for the Seven Pro in yesterday, Ooh. so now, now I'm like, oh man, now I gotta wait for a Moment to build one with a round circular back camera array. Yeah, so. well, we'll see. That's that's the problem. I feel like my favorite case manufacturers seem to always be a little slow to release what I need, and yeah. like I need the f- case before the phone <laughs> even exists. Okay, so that like I can order it from you, so that when my review unit arrives, I can put it in there. Okay? Right. Right. <laughs> And then, so when you get tired of it in two months and moved on to something else, it doesn't arrive, you know? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> it's too late anyway. Uh, another phone that was announced in this past week that is really interesting, but we'll never ever see in the U.S. Um, unless we import it, is the NEX or NEX 3 from Vivo. Yeah. And it's interesting because it, it completely uh, gets rid of buttons. Um, it has a volume rocker and a power button that are virtual. Uh, and it's got that crazy waterfall display, just like the the P30 Pro. So, in many ways, uh, I think that's kind of where the Chinese manufacturers mm-hmm. are going, for mm-hmm. better or for worse. <laughs> Not quite sure. It also does have a circle type design for the camera pod, but it's a little smaller. It's right. halfway in between what we saw in the P30 and the OnePlus 7T mm-hmm. and the Motos, right? So right. it's kind of right. like, yeah. So there's no buttons at all. I mean, I see the I see in the one picture. There's a you know. There's the, a the point where thing. you can feel where your button, your power button should be, like a, a little, little ridged spot ah, on the edge. So I you gotcha. know that your power button is there, and then above it and below it are your volume rockers. Okay, interesting. And it's relying on the display's capacitive sensor to mm. act as volume and power buttons. Um, as long so as they the dis- do it better than HTC did with the capacitive. Well, anybody, <laughs> I hate to say this, but yeah, HTC messed that up. I think anyone can do it better than HTC did. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just a nightmare that um, 
that they didn't do that right. And it's just, again, it was too early. It's like, yeah, what were they yeah, thinking? Yeah. Wait till you can do it right. So what's interesting about the NEX is that it, uh, the next three is that, you know, it's like their flagship. It's not a cheap phone, relatively speaking. For them, that's pretty unusual. Oppo, sorry, Vivo, I mean. Vivo, yeah. And so uh, the 64 megapixel camera is interesting because it's, I think that Samsung sensor. Mm. And so what it does is it has pixel binning again, and that's how they get, the really good low light performance. So the output of that camera, if you divide, you know, uh, 64 by three is what? What'd you say? 64 by three? 20. Yeah, no, but it's not by three. It, so who knows? We'll see what happens. But I I'm, I didn't get a chance to read up on what the camera do, exactly does. But do, do you usually get hold of these, the Vivos? Uh, Vivo and I are kind of just starting to get to know each okay. other, uh, but I've got a better relationship with Oppo. And as you know, Vivo, Oppo, right, and OnePlus right. are all under the BBK umbrella. Um, uh, Oppo just sent me a Reno 2. So mm, okay. I just got it this morning. So you sh folks should stay tuned for an unboxing of this. I'm really looking forward to playing with that phone because I never got a chance to play with the uh, original Reno. Gotcha. So, and uh, and uh, I haven't looked into the Vivos very much. Are these importable? I mean, do we see the Yeah, they, yeah, you can Amazon get them. And, and some versions have Google Play services, uh, some like the Hong Kong versions and mm -hmm. the Taiwan versions. Oh, so I was wrong. It's not three by three. It's done, it down samples this 64 to 16. So it's it's really four by four. Oh, okay. So so it's, um, you know, basically going uh, one step further. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Um, and and it has uh, only has an F over two. Uh, FO 2.0 camera, which is, is a little, should be a bit faster. I, I wish the lens was faster. Mm. It has a two times telephoto and ultra wide, of course, and the back. And then it has a camera, uh, uh, you know, a pop up camera. Right. With some, uh, probably some 20 or some crazy high resolution <laughs> selfie camera since Asian phones usually don't skimp on that. Right. Uh, and yeah, who knows? Mm. It'll be interesting to see how this camera performs if I ever get my hands on this phone. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. And again, yeah, this yeah. waterfall design, Snapdragon 855 Plus, Plus I think on yeah, this. I think so. So it's like they're going all out. Mm. And of course, AMOLED in-display fingerprint sensor, all that jazz. So yeah, nice. good times. Yeah. So I'm always going to look out for those Chinese phones because they, they kind of give you an idea where things are headed. Exactly. Right? Yeah. The, 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 there'll be some of those things will show up later in these other phones, you know. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're going to see very soon the first phones with under display uh, cameras. And mm -hmm. that's going to be exciting. And of course, uh, you know, probably even crazier bezel-less dis designs. That, that <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Around, how, about, how about, are you ready for this, Matt? They wrap around all four edges. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. You know, you know the, what's gonna the happen. camera's up at the top. It rolls around and it does this, and I don't know. And you know, you're gonna see displays that that wrap around the back, like that start at the bottom front, yeah. and then go all the way to the top front, <laughs> and then roll around the back, and that you have a little, little notification area. The, the one third of the top of the right. back of the phone is right. display as well. I think there was a Samsung. Um, there was a Samsung patent for that. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. So, yeah. you know, I hate to tell you, Matt, very soon you and I will be in our front yards on our rocking chairs yelling at clouds <laughs> because we'll be like, oh, these kids today with their wraparound screens, we hate it. <laughs> be ready yeah. for that. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. Right? I don't want to accept it. I, I, that's one thing that's nice about the iPhone is they don't have the wraparound screens. You know, it's very yeah, easy to hold on to. And... 
I think that, I, I think that's I think that's driven on the for the iPhone by the case manufacturers because of the accessory market for the iPhone is massive, you know. I think it's inevitable that yeah. the future phones will be completely wrapped in displays. Yeah. And you won't just pick, imagine you pick up your phone doesn't have to we don't have to worry which side you're looking at. You're just looking at it. Yeah. The camera is all unembedded underneath the display and so you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Um, and the Vivo phone, this next three has a super flash charge, which is like, you know, Oppo has their VOOC charge and, and I don't know what OnePlus calls theirs now. Uh, warp uh, charge. It used, it used to be warp, but now it's something oh, else. Oh, is it something no, beyond warp now? I don't no, know. no, no, you're no. right. It was something else before that. There was, what was there it was before? Dash and then there was... Dash, that's right. Yeah. So they went from Dash to warp. Oppo is VOOC, V-O-O-C, <laughs> VOOC. And then there is super flash flash charges is is uh as vivo so they're doing forty four watt oh, wow. eleven okay. volt four amp single cell so they're you know unlike Oppo who's now doing dual cell I don't know if you know about this this is crazy I have an R seventeen Pro from Oppo that they sent me just in time to go to MWC with mm-hmm. that phone has two batteries inside oh like, I didn't realize that. instead of a single cell. It's you know it's two cells uh-huh. that are in series and they charge the cells separately at the same time with high current high voltage. Ah, and it is something like a sixty-five watt charger, <laughs> and it charges the entire phone in like thirty minutes wow. from dead. It's insane. Uh, and the charger, get this, the brick is the same size as a MacBook brick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like man. okay the small macbook brick not yeah, the yeah, big yeah, one but big you know one. what i'm saying it's yeah, ridiculous yeah. but it's like hey we get bragging rights for the fastest charging because we charge <laughs> two cells in parallel yeah. um but yeah uh i i think that's the thing that you know again when i talk to iphone users they just have no clue about fast charging finally the iphone 11 pro comes with an what is an 18 watt charger in the box 18 or 15? Yeah, 18. 15, yeah, 18. 18. I think you're right. Anyway, finally, finally right? Up you don't have to pay extra everything for that. else. Jeez. Like 18 is commonplace now on Android phones. Like oh, that, yeah. that uh, ZT Axon 10 Pro that I told you guys about, that is coming, you know, it comes with an 18 watt out of the box. And it's a tiny, light, and flimsy feeling 18 watt charger. You're like, I don't even trust this thing to be 18 <laughs> watt. You know, but it's so commonplace on Android now oh, to yeah, have fast absolutely. charging that iPhone users just have no idea because they're all using that stinky little five watt that little cube. teeny, yeah, <sighs> absolutely. And then I show them how, like, I put my even I put my Pixel on the Pixel stand and it charges faster wirelessly than their five watt charger. Because <laughs> I think the wall. I think the new iPhone 11 still comes with that dinky little charger. I don't think that gets. Yeah, that. yeah. why? Yeah, I don't know. I know at six fifty we can't complain, but come I know. on, yeah, it's the little things. Ah. Oh. Yeah, no, not six fifty, seven hundred. But you know, I mean, still like seven hundred dollars. How much does it cost to make one of those? Especially if you're Apple, like yeah, you can probably yeah. like in the quantities you make them, it's probably a ten cent difference per phone. Well, yeah, because then they sell the spares for thirty nine dollars or something anyway. Oh so, Jesus you know. Christ, Apple. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm I'm not going to buy an iPhone simply because I don't really want to spend that kind of money, but I would really love to play with one. And I'm hoping that someday one of my friends can lend me theirs for a day or two. Yeah. I'm getting um, it just because I, I, I'm on the T-Mobile jump on demand. You know, I, I figured I finally gave up the fight a couple of years ago and figured, you know, I just want the ability to just bounce around. I could bounce every 30 days if I want. So I just, I just pay monthly and. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. a great idea. Why not? Yeah, right. Why like, not? why not do that? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think this is pretty going to be a pretty exciting month. We're going to have, you know, maybe we'll get a Note 30 review in it, 30 Pro at some point, where 
people are going to start getting the iPhone 11s, what, tomorrow, right? Is that yep, when they're tomorrow, shipping to yeah. customers? Yeah, uh, tomorrow so. being Friday, the 20th of September, in case you're listening to the show uh, at a later date. And then we're going to get uh, the OnePlus 7T at some point in the next few weeks. Well, a couple of weeks, we should be getting yeah. devices I would expect. Yeah, and what's then, their record for you know when they have an event? Do they ship like in the next two weeks after that event usually? Oh, yeah. Usually, yeah. I think they make it available to customers okay. really quite rapidly after okay. that. Sometimes nice. day of, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, the Pixel 4, you know, is going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. We're going to, I'm sure we're going to get more than Pixels at that event. So, there'll be all kinds of Nest Home products. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. that brand name, <laughs> Nest. Yeah. Google Home was just seems to be so much nicer. I, I don't know. know. I know. And then, uh, yeah. So, what are you looking for the most towards getting your iphone 11 and which one did you get uh i got the 11 pro you know i last year when the t-mobile jump on demand um i tried all three models of the iphone because i wanted to see which was best for me and i just cannot get over that 5.8 inch design so i i'm not jumping around this year i just went right for that one and that's your favorite right yeah yeah it just it's the so most pocketable. manageable yeah especially if you have a note 9 still in your pocket yeah, right right yeah right. i get that and then, Makes perfect you know, sense. I, I've never, I, I know a lot of you folks, especially you too, talk about the Pixel, the Pixel being so great. And you know what? I think I'm going to buy a Pixel 4 this year. <laughs> the, <laughs> look, the Pixel I, is, the Pixel is, is very flawed. I've, I've talked about this on the show. If, you know, I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. To me, it's partially, it's partially, uh, in great part is Stockholm syndrome. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, I've gotten used to my, my captors and they're not so bad. Um, you know, it's like, I think the problem I have with, uh, I, with the pixel is the hardware. Yeah, it's just yeah. not, uh, it's just not competitive, especially when it launches in October with uh, this year's chip, like yeah. every year. Well, so, yeah. And you, you compare know, it to what's going to be announced with the one plus right, just before that. Right. You know, exactly. With the, with it, it the doesn't latest processor, the 90 but Hertz then display. I use it, and... Then I use it and I'm like, it's, it's kind of like the iPhone. It's the user experience yeah. that keeps me coming back. Like mm. things like. You know, showing the songs that are playing on the mm. notification screen, uh, having, you know, this credible camera experience, having, you know, this really deep integration. Since I'm a heavy Google services user, it really does make sense to me. And portraits that are so amazing, selfies that are so incredible. Yeah, yeah. I have been start, I've lately been taking photos of my review fo- like fo- review photos of my phones with in portrait mode on the Pixel. Yeah. And it's honestly easier for me, and I get better results than using my NEX Sony, um, uh, you know, uh, mirrorless camera. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of came to the realization last fall when we took a family vacation, and we started in Boston and went down to DC. So we we passed through nine or ten states, and I took a family, you know, I have five, I have my wife and three daughters we took family right. photos with selfie in every state and i was like there's no other selfie camera that could compete with a pixel 3xl i was just blown it's away insane. you know yeah. yeah and i'm not a selfie person but i have to admit that i do like taking portraits of people mm-hmm. uh and uh, with a rear camera and wow does that ever deliver yeah yeah and the portrait mode turns out because it's not just faces that you can take really great photos of products so if you hold a phone you know mm-hmm. at arm's length in your one hand and you grab the pixel and you use it like you would like your camera for for you know like um basically 
taking product shots you you put you put the camera on the pixel in portrait mode and it takes gorgeous photos natural bokeh and it does a very nice job at outlining the phone because the phone is pretty sharp edge and it's just great i um if um, i'll put it in the show notes but i just uh reviewed this not it's not really a review it's more like an experience story on android police i took a chinese cheap chinese not cheap but affordable chinese a rugged phone to burning man with mm. me and it worked like a champ. And so I wrote a, like a thousand word story for Android Police. Just check it out. I'll put the link, a link in the show notes. And if you look at the photos I took of that, of that device, they are all taken with the Pixel 3 in portrait mode. And you, you'd think they're professional, like DSLR grade photo shoots. It's, it's amazing. Nice. They're so high quality. So I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I have a bunch of cameras that I love, like my old Sony uh, APS-C uh, Sony Nex uh, mirrorless. I have a Fujifilm X30 that I really like. I have, uh, you know, played with the Sony RX100 point-and-shoot series, which I think are really fantastic, especially the latest one, the 7, Mark 7, has a microphone input now and a flash and an OLED viewfinder in addition to the normal display viewfinder. So it's uh, it's got all the goodies, yeah. um, but, you know, when I see what I can do with my phones, a P30 Pro <laughs> or, or Pixel, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, Should I bother? Yeah. And and as I said, the hardware bothers me on the Pixel because like, okay, my take my Pixel 3 XL, right? Incredibly ugly notch, lots of bezel. <laughs> uh, at least the display is decent. Uh, Snapdragon 845 in October last year, meaning it lasted two months before it got replaced by a better chip. Uh, so I've got like a... A process that feels feels really dated now, but the worst is four gigs of RAM, four freaking gigs of RAM. Yeah, Matt. yeah, I know. It's unbelievable how many times I'll be in the middle of like I'll be I'll be tweeting right, and I'll be typing a tweet in, and I'll go swap to another app like an email or something to look up reference for my tweet, and I go back to Twitter and Twitter's restarted. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? It didn't <laughs> save my tweet. Uh, I just wasted like a minute of my time typing this tweet in. Right. And I have to do it again. Oh, my God. Like, this is the kind of nightmare I'm talking about, yeah, right? It's yeah. one thing if you're listening to a podcast and it stops the podcast. Because you can always go back to the podcasting app. It remembers where you were and you can continue. It's just annoying. But when you actually lose work, right? Because it, memory management decides to go in and go, uh-oh, I need RAM I need to run something. Chrome. Yeah. I'm going to kill Twitter. Boom. Yeah. It's sad. It's just sad. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll I'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'll see. I mean, what I'm saying to you is I think you should, if you are going to, you know, I'd say wait to see what the reviews say in terms of the camera. Yeah. Um, I actually think this phone is going to have a lot of bezels again, but I think that, you know, it's potentially going to at least bump things to six gigs of RAM this year. And I think Google has gotten enough feedback from all of us journalists that really love their product that we we don't feel that hardware is competitive. Hence, you know, it looks like they're adding the ultra wide mm-hmm. finally. Right. But like they should have done that last year. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like Apple finally just, you know, I felt that this year they were like, okay, we need to really need to have three cameras on our top device because that's what everybody has, right? I, can, I mean, I played, Matt, this is incredible. I played with a Xiaomi Mi 9T. Have you heard of that phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. $350, Snapdragon yeah. 730, triple camera system in the rear, including that incredible IMX586. I think it's the 582 version, which doesn't do uh, 4K at 60 frames per second. It's the only difference. But 
that that phone for $350 is insane. It is everything you'd want in a phone. It is absolutely outstanding. And, you know, yes, it's a little heavily skinned, but you put a new launcher on it and you're good to go. Right. Will it get updates? I don't know. I don't care. At that price point, I don't care. <laughs> it's like... If I see that the hardware versus a Pixel, it's like it blows the Pixel away in every way. If Google could give me that phone for $500 or $600 or $700 even with, you know, a Snapdragon 855 Plus and, and apply their great camera mojo mm -hmm. to these three cameras, I would be, it would be, the, it would be a killer phone. Yeah. It'd be yeah. super competitive. I just don't understand why they're not doing that. Yeah, I, I, it's it's it, it's very interesting to pursue that further down because you know in, in the old days with the Nexus line it was started out as kind of developer and then it's progressed and progressed. Where where are they really focusing now? You know because it's obviously not on the the highest end hardware. It's on the the software and I services. I mean, I think this year we're going to see. I think you know the 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 last three pixels were definitely under specced in terms of hardware for their time, mm -hmm. and I think that Google. I'm I'm hoping, but I feel very positive, and I think. That Google will have seen that this is wrong, and they will, um, you know, they will actually like remedy it with a, a little more competitive hardware this yeah, year. Still okay. not perfect, but again, the, I come back for the, you know, the great software yeah, experience, yeah. and it's unbeatable. And the fact that you know, I got, I got my version of Android 10 like right there, right. like the first day it was announced, right, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. It is so good, Matt. It is so freaking good like i don't know how to explain this to you listeners without you trying it out for yourselves but do yourself a favor get a phone like you know that can run it sooner than later because it is a massive improvement over android 9 or anything before it nice. and it's all subtle detail it's all little things the, the dark mode is amazing um it seeks battery the other thing that i love about it is i now have my three buttons back matt <laughs> No more pill. I can turn that off. I'm back. You're, yes, you're a three-button fan, huh? Oh, okay. I'm a three-button fan. Again, I'm going to be on my rocking chair in the front lawn very soon yelling at clouds. I don't know. I've been using the iPhone 10 so long that I've gotten used to the gesture experience, and I, I don't mind it having that on the, on the Android phone. No, either. no, I don't mind it on the iPhone because it's done right, yeah. but I haven't seen – I've seen some implementations of individual Android phones that was a good implementation – but in general, yeah. I feel that it hasn't been as good. Okay. And certainly Android's pill thing hasn't been as good. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I can turn it off now is a huge deal for me. And again, it's like I'm not a huge, big software person. Like I can buy a Mi 9T and be happy with it, even yeah. if it doesn't yeah. get updates. I put my own launcher on there and my own keyboard on there, and I'm happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have to admit, there's something, there's something special about, particularly Android 10 this year, but about the experience that google brings to the pixel the tight in creation of the hardware and the software that's very apple like and i think that of all the android players right now they're the only ones who achieve that 100 mm -hmm. percent. i see that and that is why you should buy a pixel okay it's the experience the updates and the camera yeah. and the uh, the rest of the hardware you're gonna have to suffer a little bit. right right that's all okay and so the question is do you buy that or you buy me makes uh, me 90 right that's the question mm -hmm. and it's a tough one because both of them have really really great strengths but when will the me 90 get uh its android 10 update uh, <laughs> probably not another six months at least it's yeah. terrible yeah yeah
Anyway, we should wrap it up. Do you want to tell folks uh, where they can find you on the internet, like social media and stuff? And also, you know, obviously you write for ZDNet, but anywhere else, your podcast, whatever. Yeah, I'm uh, Palm Solo. I got it back. You know, I was stolen from you yes. for a while, but <laughs> my numbers took a huge hit. I was right on the, I was right on the verge of 10,000 followers and then it dropped and the guy took everybody away and I'm, I built it back up to about 3,000 now. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at Palm Solo. And then Kevin and I do the uh, weekly podcast, the Mobile Tech Roundup podcast. So, uh, It's great. You yeah. should listen to it, folks. It's a good one. And, of course, you you write on ZDNet on a pretty regular basis, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and that's it, folks. Uh, you know where to find me on the internet. I'm at Tankerl. That's T-N-K-G-R-L on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, a good place to engage with me about the podcast is on Twitter. You want to ask me questions. You want to make comments about the show. I always post all the shows on Twitter. So just reply there. Um, also, Instagram is where you'll find photos of phones I'm reviewing and photos taken with phones I'm reviewing. Uh, it's a great imaging platform. I really enjoy it. Same handle, TNKGRL, like the comic book character without the vowels. Uh, also, my YouTube channel, Miriam Joar. So it's youtube.com slash Miriam Joar. And Miriam Joar is my full name uh, without a space. Uh, if you look on my Twitter account, you'll find my name spelt, but you'll have the space. So just remove the space and put it in the URL after youtube.com and you'll get to the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is basically a bunch of additional content, visual content to go along with the audio content of the show. So, you know, unboxings, hands-on, that kind of stuff. Subscribe to the podcast. It's uh, mobiletechpodcast.com. Uh, we're on all the major platforms, Google, Apple, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Spotify, TuneIn Radio, please join the party. Uh, and, you know, if you're on the YouTube, just comment there and like the videos, tell your friends, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know what to do. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible.com has been with us for many years sponsoring the show, and they're pretty awesome. If you like books, but maybe for some reason you're not able to read books on paper or e-paper, you might want to listen to them instead, and they're the platform for that. They have a great selection uh, lots of books read by the authors and that kind of stuff. Really fun. Um, I love it. And I would recommend you check it out. And in checking it out, you'll support the podcast, which is really great. There is a link in the show description below that'll tell you how to join. And that's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. So if you click through there and join, uh, you'll support the podcast. You don't have to stay if you don't like it. It's 30-day free trial, uh, but you get to keep the books that you uh, listen to uh, while you're on that month trial and you support the show. So consider uh, clicking through and uh, we'd appreciate it. And I appreciate you, Matt, for being on the show again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Miriam. I, I appreciate it. And and best of luck with this crazy rest of September. <laughs> it's going to be rough. You're going to feel it too. So I think we're on the same boat. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll have a show next week. Uh, we'll know more about the OnePlus. And so we'll probably discuss it in more detail. So until then, stay tuned, everyone. And cheers. Goodbye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com